in other denominations, this Sunday is known as Low Sunday. Where I've come to tell you today, God's about to encounter us. So I don't feel about being low. We are going to see the presence of God flow in this place right now. Since about 24 hours ago, there's been a burden upon my heart. And God told me that this day was going to be a day of impartation. And for some of you, you're going to get rattled by God. Amen? Come on, be happy. <laughs> God is on the move. We're seeing people contact us, talking about faith. We're seeing people drawn to God in a, in a way we've never seen it before. People keep saying, are we going back to the old thing? We are definitely not going back to the old thing because God is on the move. Masks or no masks, this is the day the Lord has made and we will rejoice. And we'll definitely be glad in it. We're back in faith school. Do you remember up till uh, just Easter time, I've been preaching from the book of Hebrews and chapter 11. And we've been talking about those great people of faith. By faith, Noah. I love that. 100 years of faithful service and God uses him to save his family. And he just believes God. He's never seen it rain. He's never seen a flood. And yet he builds an incredible boat and salvation comes, doesn't it? And we go through all of them. And by faith, Moses and great people have got Abraham and Sarah. But then all of a sudden... I get to this verse, by faith Rahab, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't really know whether I want to preach this verse or not, because she doesn't seem kind of in the list with the rest of them, she doesn't seem to fit the list. I'm going to glad this morning, I want to preach to you, it doesn't matter whether you fit the list, God fits you into his list, he loves you this morning. It doesn't matter where you've come from or where you've been, God is choosing you and some of you online need to know that because some of you have already said, I'm too bad for God, I could never be in church. Listen, God loves you. It doesn't matter how far you have fallen, or how far you think you've gone, God loves you this morning with an everlasting love. And this woman was not like the rest in that list. She's running a, a, a place of ill repute in Jericho, and yet God breaks into her life in an incredible way. So let's pick it up in Joshua and the second chapter if you've got your Bibles this morning. Then Joshua the son of Nun sent two men to spy secretly, saying, Go and view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of the harlot, whose name was Rahab, and lodged there. It was told her by the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men from the sons of Israel have come here tonight to search out the land. And the king of Jericho sent word to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you. When they have entered your house, they will come and search out all of the land. But the woman was taken with the two men and hidden them and said, Yes, come, come, the men have come to me, but I do not know where they have come from. And she shut the gate in time and put the men in the dark. I do not know where the men have gone, she said. Pursue them quickly, for you will overtake them. But she brought them up to the roof and hid them with uh, flax of straw and laid them on the roof. So the men pursued on the road to the Jordan to the fords, and also those who had been pursuing them had gone out, and they shut the gate. Something happened to this woman. She decided she was going to help the people of God. It was a courageous position for her because the king had actually sent word, there are men that are going to invade our city and I want you to hand them over to us. But she took the step of faith and did something about it in a different kind of way. I want to tell you, God will use people who have got faith towards him, regardless of their background. That's why we get really upset because we're religious, aren't we? And we like good people. But as I said to you over these last few weeks, God did not come to save the bad people. He came to save all people because all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Let's not forget where we've come from. And God used this woman in an incredible way to turn around the situation. 
She's running a brothel and yet God chooses her. Aren't you glad that God chooses the most unlikely people? I believe God is going to send us some unlikely people to Sedgley. He has already, isn't he? Some of you can say amen. We are a strange bunch here, but glory be to God. Send us more, Lord. Send us more, Lord. So the principle is, you know, when we trust God, he shows up. And sometimes God shows up in the most unexpected of places. And he shows up here in Jericho. God is working out his plan. He's dealing with his situation. And I want to say to you today, whatever your past looks like, or even what your current situation looks like, it doesn't matter. God has got this. And he's working in you and through you. And he's going to do some powerful things in the days that lie ahead. Forget what is past. Push on to what God has got for you right now. I believe God is going to surprise our church by choosing some people we would never choose. We wouldn't have chosen that woman today to do what she had to do. And yet God chose her. He set her apart. You know, don't ever forget this. Jesus loves the sinners. And he really gets upset with the religious I don't want to be among the religious this morning. I'll just throw myself on his grace and his mercy. Because he's done so much for us, hasn't he? Praise his name. Hallelujah. God is working in this church. And God has sent you in. And some of you have not got a clue why you are here. But I tell you, God knows why you're here. And he's about to do something in your family that you will never forget. I just felt God say to me this morning, I'm going to impart some stuff. When, as, as, as I speak right now, will you just reach out to God and, you know, as, as the word touches you, would you just accept it in your spirit and say, yeah, that's for me. And let the impartation of the word of God come to you this morning. One word from God can change everything, you know. But God, God speaks to us clearly and our, our hearts are warmed and suddenly it's not what it was. The situation still looks the same, but now we have a word from God. And that word will sustain us and push us on and push us through. Hallelujah. So right at the right time, God speaks to this Amorite woman in Jericho and she shelters the spies and she saves them from the, 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 the enemy, from, from a king and her soldiers taking them. I want you to see the first thing that happens here is her faith took action. Rahab saw this opportunity and she hid the spies. She made a decision to choose God. And I want some of you this morning, maybe online or here in the building, maybe for the first time to choose to serve God. Take a step of faith and do something with your faith. God is after us. He's pursuing us this morning. I know because I've been preaching it hard for week after week. We've been locked down over 12 months, even from our kitchen on that little camera when we started off. I've known that for, there are hundreds of people out there that have been watching us. You're like Zacchaeus up a tree. Well, it's time for you to come out the tree. You come into that, I'm coming to your house today, Jesus says. He's going to come and he's going to save you and set you free. But you're going to need to take a step of faith. Get down the tree. Don't keep looking from a distance. This is your moment. This is our time. I keep telling you, we're not, these are not the days of Elijah or the servant Moses. These are our days. And we take them with both hands and we're pushing into all God has got for us. We know she's had an encounter with God because she calls him Yahweh. Yahweh was his name. But it was a very personal name that the Jews used for their God. You wouldn't just go around using the name of Yahweh. She had an encounter with God. And I want to say, it doesn't matter how far you have fallen or how bad you have been, you can encounter the living God this morning. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? However, fall, however fallen you might feel, however degraded and, and, and broken down you might think you are, God can still break into your life and you can call him Yahweh. And our God can be your God. Because he loves us with an everlasting love. It was never about us. By grace we have been saved. Through faith. And this is not of ourselves, this is the gift of God. 
God is gifting some of you this morning. And the Holy Spirit is in upon you right now and you're going to receive Jesus. Hallelujah. We're preaching the gospel and we're loving every second of it. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. So she does what she has to do to save the people of God. I want to say this this morning. She had an assignment written over her life. And some of you need to understand God has saved you for these moments. Lockdown or no lockdown, God has saved us for an assignment. We didn't just get a ticket to go to heaven when we got saved. God gave us instructions and he's got a plan. Some of you have no idea what he's working out right now. But I'm telling you, there are relatives ringing you. There are people knocking on your door and there are people waiting on the other side of your obedience. There are many people going to get saved through you. And God had already got that planned out, but you can't see that right now. But I want you to get the revelation of that and take the impartation of that this morning that you have been set aside for an assignment just like this lady. And she made her faith count for something. Hebrews 11, 31. By faith Rahab the harlot did not perish along with those who were disobedient after she welcomed the spies in peace. And then James goes on to talk to her about us, but first he prefaces it with this. What use is it, my brethren, if someone says he has faith and no works, can his faith save him? And then he goes on in verse 25 of chapter 2. In the same way was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another route. Here's the principle. Faith results in works, but never vice versa. When we are touched, when faith begins to work in our hearts, it will cause us to reach out to God in a new way. And we need to be faith people. Next week, I'm going to be preaching that, that we need to be faith people. Faith people see things change. Faith people see mountains move. Faith people see victories won and battles settled because they are, their faith is towards God. And I want to tell you this morning, we want to be people of faith here in Sedgley. Faith that changes things. And faith always comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I was chatting to Matt this morning. I think one of his relatives has come back from New Zealand and we were talking about stuff and he was talking about the, the seed that had been sown in him in Sunday school. Some of you have been to Sunday school. I'm watching you online right now. You've been to Sunday school. You've been through a youth group. You've been to church and now you know where. Come home. It's time to come home. The seed is good and God wants to water it with his word this morning. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that you book in on that line and we want to see you next week. Some of you have been hiding. I know you've been hiding. You've been blocking your Facebook so we don't know who you are. Well, God knows who you are. He's about to visit your house. Hallelujah. So we're excited about that. Praise the name of the Lord. God is on the move by the power of his Holy Spirit. That faith that she began to show was a compassionate faith. In Joshua, we pick it up again. Now, therefore, please swear to me by the Lord, since I have dealt kindly with you that you'll also deal kindly with my father's household and give me a pledge of truth. Spare my father and my mother and my brothers and my sisters and all that belong to them and for their lives from death. She cried out. She was not just interested. As faith rose in her heart, you know, she was not just interested in her own eternal destiny. Now her faith begins to rise towards her family. And I believe for some of you, you've been struggling with family. You, you felt somehow that it was never going to work. It was never going to happen that you've been set aside in your household, but, you know, that's just you, and maybe other people don't see what you see. Listen, let faith rise in your heart this morning. Let's start believing again for our brothers and our sisters, our sons and our daughters and our grandchildren. They're coming home in the name of Jesus. As we step out in faith, God is going to honour our faith. 
Hallelujah. That's what God is about to do. I believe that she negotiated their safety along with her own. Her faith was not selfish. I don't know for some of you sat here and you said, oh God, I'm so glad that I'm saved. Let your faith rise this morning towards your family. I'm so glad I'm saved, but I want my household with me. As for me and for my house, we will serve the Lord. We're not losing anybody here. We want them all to come and to know Jesus as our Lord and Saviour. Isn't that wonderful? Let our faith rise. Let your faith rise this morning online. Let your faith rise in the building this morning. Cousins, moms, dads, uncles, aunties, whoever you are this morning, we call you in, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We are people of faith and we are believing for you. We're coming after you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit is going to move and brood. I feel him in the room this morning. He's breathing and moving, not just in this building. We've learned a great lesson, haven't we? While we've not been here, God's still been moving. <laughs> He's still been building his church. We thought it was all about us, and now we realize it's nothing to do with us. It's God who saves. By a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, God delivers his people. Always has, always will. We just play our part, don't we? And let the anointing of the God of heaven flow over us this morning. So she was compassion, had compassion with her faith. And she began to see things happen. But here's what I want you to see this morning. And some of you need to, to get with the plan right now because there is a plan. The plan wasn't that you just turned up to church on a Sunday morning and read your Bible a couple of times of the week and lived a different sort of life to most of the people that you work with. God wants us on the battlefield as warriors. He wants us to see victories. He wants us to possess land. He wants us to take possession of all that he has bought for us. He wants us to see our families changed and transformed by the power of the gospel. We're not about here just playing religious games, having a few tingles on a Sunday. God's got so much more for us than that. It says that in Joshua chapter 6, however, Ray had the harlot and her family's household and all she had, Joshua spared. She lived in the midst of Israel till this day. She did this because she hid the messenger who Joshua had sent to spy out the land. But we, we find out this, so Rahab no longer belongs to this heathen people. She's now part of the people of God. Aren't you glad you're part of the church today? You're not what you were. God has saved you and planted you here. But he's planted you here for a bigger thing than just planting you here. Rahab was not just taken out with her family just to be taken out with her family. One want to see something amazing here from Matthew 1 and verse 5. It says, Rahab married a Hebrew man named Solomon who gave birth to Boaz who married Ruth, who gave birth to Obed, who was the father of Jesse, the grandfather of David, the king of Israel, from whom Jesus Christ came. She wasn't just saved in that moment and her family saved. Her name was written in redemption history. She had a purpose. She had a plan and so do we this morning. God is calling us to a greater things, greater things than we've ever seen before. Can you imagine? Oh, that's my, one of my favourite stories in the Bible, that is Ruth and Boaz. Isn't it wonderful? He dropped a bit of, bit of straw for her on purpose. And this, this love affair happens. But this all springs from this woman having faith towards God. She didn't know God. She was far from God. She was running a brothel in the middle of Jericho. And yet she encountered God and God took her in such a way she became part of redemption history and the story of Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing? This is love so amazing, so divine. This is outrageous grace. I don't have amazing grace. It's outrageous grace that God should do that for this woman. She's there in Matthew 1 and verse 5. Look at it yourself. Part of the line of David. Praise the Lord. 
Bless the Lord. God used her in a powerful way. Solomon was the father of Boaz by Rahab. Boaz the father of Obed by Ruth. And Obed the father of Jesse. That's a wonderful story as well, isn't it? The choosing of David. He says to Jesse, Samuel does, have you not many more sons? He goes, I've got one, he's in the field. He said, go fetch him, we'll not sit down until we've seen him. And there he anoints him. And, and You know, when you trace all of that back, we trace it back to this woman here who had faith towards God and faith for her family and faith to see something that she never could have seen without trusting in God Almighty. So here's the, here's the level of what I believe God wants to say to us this morning. I'm just going to break it down very simply. And I want you to respond right now because it's no good us hearing the word. We need to apply it to our lives, don't we? So very often we come into this place and say that was a good word and then go out and forgot what we'd heard. That's like the Bible says, like we, we look in the mirror and when we, we turn away, we forgot what we look like. No, we need to look and, and to see this morning and to let God change us. So here is the first thing. By faith, she believed in God. For some of you today, I want to ask you for the first time to give your life to Christ. If you're online, just put something in that chat right now, just saying I'm responding to God. We'll get to you, we'll get you a Bible. We don't care whether you're in Devon, Timbuktu or anywhere else because there are people listening from all over the place now. I have no idea where they're coming from. But God knows. And some of you are destined to come this morning. So the power of the gospel is as powerful as ever. The blood of Jesus Christ can cleanse you from all sin. I don't care how far you've fallen. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care how much less money you have in the bank than anybody else around you. I don't care what family situations have broken you up. Jesus loves you this morning. You put your hand in his hand and he'll lift you. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned and he heard my cry. He lifted me up out of the pit, out of the mud, and out of the mire. He set my feet upon a rock. You know what the scripture says? Many will see and fear. Some of you are going to come to Jesus and your family are going to be scared to death because of what Jesus is doing in you. Praise his name forever. She believed God. And then she turned from her wicked ways and she rejected the God of the Canaanites. You know, if you're going to come to Christ this morning, you're going to have to turn around. You know, this is just not a free meal ticket to heaven. The Bible says if you want him, you've got to pick up your cross and follow him. That means you've got to lay the stuff down that's just the rubbish in your life and you've got to give it to Jesus. You'll never deal it with yourself. You'll never ever be able to deal with it yourself. Scripture tells us that. You know, it's not about turning over a new leaf. It's allowing Jesus Christ to put a robe of righteousness upon you that he has bought with his precious blood. And he takes your sin. That substitution has already been done on Calvary. You just take it by faith this morning and trust and believe in him. And then she chooses to be with the people of God. Now, I want to say to some of you that are not in the building this morning, you should be in the building. Please do not hide away from church anymore. You need to be with the people of God. Now, I know it's difficult, and we could be difficult for the next few months. It might be next difficult for the next two years. Who knows? But what I will tell you is we need to be together, whether that's online or in the building. So if you're not on a Zoom prayer meeting, find a way to get on there because God is moving in the Zoom. It's not in the Bible, but it's definitely working. The Zoom is working. The anointing is working in the Zoom. It's, it's amazing what God is doing as we are praying. Situations are changing. And so be part of that, but be part of this. If you want to grow spiritually, you know, you, you can't be a lone ranger. You can't walk around on your own hoping that your faith will grow. We need each other. We've said it so very often. We're part of a body here. So she chooses to be with the people of God so she can grow with the people of God. And in growing with the people of God, God uses her in a very, very powerful way. 
She acts with this great courage and compassion. Right now, let's, I just want to pray over us, our families right now. I'm praying right now that some of you this week will get a text, a WhatsApp, an email, a Zoom, whatever else you're communicating with right now from one of your family, and they're going to say, I'd like to come to church next week. Or tell me about Jesus. Or I need you to explain faith to me because I don't get it, but I know I need something. Some of you have prayed year after year after year after year. But I woke this morning feeling that there's an impartation here today that is going to change lives this week. Not six months from now, but this week. Are we believing for revival or are we believing for revival? Because I don't know, I'll tell you something, I'm not prepared to play church anymore. Those days have gone. Man, it's almost like, you know, it's, without the building, it's caused me to evaluate a whole lot of things and there's a whole lot of things I'm not going to be doing anymore and there's a whole lot of things I'm going to do a whole lot more of and it's preaching as straight than I've ever preached before and getting you praying and believing God. Get your faith rise in your hearts, man. It's time for a new day and a new season. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we pray over our families. We call them home in the name of Jesus. We, from the north and from the south and from the east and from the west. We pray for the family of God here in Sedgley. There are people that are in Africa. that are destined to come to this building. There are people in Poland and Romania. There are people all over the world. They don't know where we are right now, but they're going to find out very soon, Jesus. So bring them in, we pray. Our family, our friends, those that should be part of the kingdom of God here in Sedgley, build your church and shake the gates of hell to bits. In Jesus' name, we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She believed God. She rejected the gods of the Canaanites. She joined with the people of God. She was full of courage and compassion towards her family. And then she became part of redemption history. Our church is nearly 40 years old. We started off in a little building down the road with a handful of people. One or two of you were there. Most of you weren't. I was just a young skinny boy then. I know that's hard for you to think <laughs> and imagine, but I was. And a lot of Chinese food has passed my lips since then. And... But... I tell you, God's been writing a story. The book of Acts is not complete. There's lots of churches where God's writing his story, but he's writing his story over this place. We're a town on a hill. Places on hills are very significant in the Bible, and I believe this town is very significant to God. One of the highest places between here and the Bering Straits in Russia when you stand on that beacon, you can see for miles and miles and miles and miles. You can see the Bristol Channel on a clear day. There is an aquifer on the top of that hill that runs right into the Humber. It trickles from there, but it goes. And it finds its momentum through streams and rivers and finally way into the Humber itself. This place is significant. Not because we're special, but because God's special. And he has plans. And I want to be part of the history that God is writing here. This building is not big enough. I've stopped even concerning myself now with this building. This building is not big enough for what God is about to do. Many buildings are not big enough for what God is about to do. I believe before he comes back again, there are many people going to be swept into the kingdom of God. I believe God is shaking his church right now. He's shaking it and a lot of the dross is falling. 
And a lot of churches will not open again. I'm not trying to be a pessimist, but I'm telling you the truth. But those that are standing for truth and preaching the gospel, I believe we're going to see an explosion of faith. There's so many people out there. Right now, you know, there, you know there are five million people they reckon are grieving right now. They've not been able to grieve properly because of the pandemic. Five million people. That's five million opportunities for Jesus to show up, isn't he? Because he said he'd come to heal the brokenhearted. So Jesus come and heal the brokenhearted. Five million, that's enough. We'll share them around a few churches and we get plenty of people, wouldn't we? On top of that, all the, all the kids that have been hurt and broken down and, and, and have not been able to interact in the way that they have before. Society is needing answers. And there is only one answer, and his name is Jesus. So it shook me this morning when I thought about Rahab, how God would just use someone like her. But he, he always responds to faith. He never responds to our clever plans. He doesn't even respond to our, you know, us getting upset and pleading and crying on our knees. The Bible says that he responds to our faith. In fact, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please him. If we all show some faith this morning he'll be pleased and he'll be pleased to act and he'll be pleased to move so let's just pray as we go that's God's anointing upon us this week but I want you to take this word with you I, I, I want the, the the impartation of the word this morning to dwell in you this week so as you go around there'll be an expectation when you bump into somebody in the supermarket or at work or wherever you are you're going to say they're coming to Jesus God's just bought them. This is no coincidence. Our God is the great coordinator of all the instances and he's coordinating a few right now for this week. If we'll be people of faith, you can miss it. You can walk around moaning with your head down saying, isn't everything terrible? Isn't, oh, I wish everybody could take the masks off and all the distancing. You can keep on moaning that moan for a long, long time yet. Or we can decide to follow God in the midst of this pandemic and believe him anyway. We cannot wait till we say, oh, let's go back to normal. I'm not certain there ever will be a normal, like the way we talk about normal. But I do know this thing, our God has never changed. He's still the rock. He's still the saviour. He's still the anointer, the deliverer and the healer. And I love him with all of my heart. So I just let's pray faith in our church this morning. Father, I just pray today as we leave this your house, the anointing of the Holy Ghost will get all over us. That, Father, we'll stop worrying about who we were and start to believe who we can be in you. That we can be part of redemption history. You are still writing a story over our lives, a story of grace, a story of mercy, a story of deliverance. Oh, God, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be when we look around and see what you have finally brought about. As we say, the thousands that no man can number round the throne of Jesus worshipping and we look at the Lamb who was slain and give you all the praise and all the honour and all the glory. It was never to do with us, but it's always been to do with you, our Father. So... Bless your people this week. Put a fire in our hearts for evangelism and for prayer. Fill us with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And I just pray this church will be an example of what you can do through some just ordinary believers who grasp onto you by faith. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. It's been good to be in God's house again this morning. Keep on praying. Zoom prayer meetings on a Tuesday. They always come out on WhatsApp. Uh, if you're not on WhatsApp, let me know. We can put you on there. Just get on there and pray. The men meet on a Thursday to pray. And we've been praying some audacious prayers about the blood of Jesus, putting the blood upon the doorposts of the littles of our homes and our families. And God has begun to move. Amen. And we're going to continue to do that. 
some great Bible studies and material online. There'll be some more stuff again this week put up there. Take advantage of everything that's on Facebook and YouTube. There's a whole lot more to come. But get connected with God. Get connected with some other people. Ring a few people that have not been in church and encourage them and bless them and pray for them. So we're on our way out now. As you know, there's a one-way system. Your basket's out there for your tithes and offerings. And let me say again, thank you for your consistent and honourable giving to the house of God here. God has been so gracious towards us. So please give your money on the way out and have a fantastic week. But remember, your phone is about to ring. Your text is about to text you. Your, or whatever it does. Your WhatsApp is about to watch you. And people are going to contact you this week because God is going to put people in your way. And we are going to see a move of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Bless the Lord. Now the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit rest upon us all now and forevermore in the powerful and in the wonderful and in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.